0: Hi, I'm Kelsey. I'm an IVF warrior and infertility advocate using my platform to spread awareness about infertility.
1: And I'm Elizabeth. I'm a certified fertility coach, life coach, birth and bereavement doula, and new parent educator. I'm here to support and serve the tribe throughout their journey from conception to bringing your baby home and everything along the way. Welcome to the pretty little tribe podcast
0: where we talk about the dreams and dilemmas of life, fertility, parenthood, and everything in between.
1: We hope you enjoy this episode. Please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Hey everyone, Hello. thanks for joining us again on the Pretty Little Tribe podcast. Today we have Dr. Adrian Wee, who is a fertility acupuncturist. And she is going to tell us all about the good things on how to help us get pregnant and stay pregnant for that matter, right? Absolutely. (laughs) Thanks for having me on. Yes. Thanks for being here. So tell us a little bit about what what it is that you do with your practice.
2: Sure. So I have been in the field of fertility acupuncture for about 12 years and uh, about four or five years, probably five years ago, because it's 2021. Five years ago, I sort of took my expertise online. So I had a podcast that I have actually rebranded into a, another podcast, which I can tell you about it later. But um, so I started uh, educating women on how to get pregnant online, Okay. as well as still running my acupuncture clinic. <laughs> and then now I am branching into the fertility supplements world. Right. Tell us about that. Yeah, so um, it's called two elephants and that's elephant spell with an F and we named it L ele- two elephants because elephants are the epitome of female empowerment. Like if you really read about it and they're just um, amazing mammals and the way that they take care of their young, they support each other. Amazing, amazing. And um, also two elephants paired together in Chinese feng shui is, is very good for fertility. So, and then, you know, we just wanted to be cute and change the pH to F. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we, and the idea for Two Elephants was born because um, just talking to, working with a lot of women online and in my practice, I've kind of got frustrated with the the way the supplements industry was going, just felt like people were coming in. There's a lot of misinformation um, about which supplements to take, and, you know, I had to Always tell people to get off their supplements because they're taking like 50 pills.
1: Yeah.
2: And so I just sort of thought about, you know, there's got to be an easier way to do this. And that's how the Fertile Me, which is our flagship product, was born. It's meant to consolidate a lot of the, uh, you know, different pills that women trying to conceive are taking. So Mm -hmm. it's a prenatal, which prepares you 100% for pregnancy, but it's fertility boosting because of the CoQ10, the fertility superfoods. So that has been working out really, really well. And it absolutely works um, for fertility. So that's how the product line was born. And I'm having a lot of fun with it.
0: That's awesome. Like a one-stop shop. Cause I'm Currently taking CoQ10 and everything. And I don't have, you know, 20 pills, but I probably have four that I take every day. And I agree with you. Like, there's a lot of companies out there that are totally taking advantage of the community. And, you know, they're just trying to brand this product that will, you know, make broken promises like, oh, this will help you get pregnant, this tea or the supplement. And it's just kind of overflowing. Like, all of our feeds with different products. So I love that you created this and I love that it's like one thing that you can take and it has everything in it. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, even if you don't take anything else and you just do the fertile me, which sometimes we like to jilk around and say F me. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So even if you just take the fertile me, you're you're getting everything that you need. You know, um, everything else is what I call specialty supplements. So if you need to take specialty supplements in addition to that, then go ahead. Um, but this is the, this is everything that you need, the essentials.
1: So what is the dose of the CoQ? Is it an equivalent dose within that multivitamin or the fertile me? So, Mm -hmm.
2: so the formulation is pretty much, we didn't go over a hundred percent daily value, um, because, you know, people eat, so, you know, several ingredients have a little bit over a hundred percent, like. Everybody could use a little bit more B12. We could use a little bit more vitamin D, but most of the ingredients are very controlled. And then we put 700 milligrams of inisotol, um, which has studies have shown that inisotol is a directly involved in the ovulation process. So that helps to boost egg quality. And then the CoQ10, which is 300 milligrams uh, milligrams in there. Uh, And then a bunch of fertility superfoods that you probably wouldn't eat on a daily basis or get enough of to benefit, you know, to get the benefits, like nobody's eating artichokes every day. Right. And nobody's (laughs) eating like goji berries every day. So we, we put, we purposefully put a lot of these superfoods in there. Um, so we're not just like hundred percent, you know, whatever's a superfood we dump it in there. It's kind of, it was a very thoughtful process of what we consider to be beneficial. Um, And tasty too, you know, like, I think if you put onion powder in there, it's not going to taste good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And is it something you take three times a day? I always wonder, um, because my prenatal right now is three times a day. And I wonder if there's any science behind that. Like, it's better, like, to not have it all at once and kind of disperse it throughout the day. Like, what are your thoughts on that?
2: Well, it really depends on who you're asking to. I think even the science community, I mean, you know, there's certain things like CoQ10 and vitamin D and vitamin E. It's better to take it with food uh,
1: okay. because
2: those are you know coq10 needs to be taken with fat to be absorbed and same thing with vitamin d and vitamin e so i don't know like sometimes i feel like the prenatal three times a day is to get the dosage that you need like three of them combined together gets you to what what you need right. uh so but ours is just one scoop a day and it's powder so mm. liquid is easily absorbed anyway and we recommend that I think for most people it's easiest to take it with breakfast and it's liquid. So it's kind of like, you're, you're drinking it while you're eating. So it's not going to, um, it's just a little bit easier to take. Right. Um, No. Yeah. So like I make my drink in the morning and then I take all my other supplements with it. Kind of like use it as a chaser.
1: (laughs) That's so cool. So I am no longer trying to conceive. But do you have something like I wish I would have known about this before? Because I'm in that boat where I was like, I had my lineup of stuff that I would take. Um, do you have anything that you recommend, or is that good for women's health in general? Even it's absolutely not-
2: yes. I'm glad you asked that because I'm not trying to conceive um, either. But uh, it absolutely balanced uh, balanced my hormones to help balance my hormones because. I um, was diagnosed with PCOS in my early twenties, and that's what started me on this journey to become a acupuncturist. And then I really wanted to help with women, uh, help women get pregnant because it's what helped me. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I still have a slight pcos symptoms sometimes. And I feel like taking the fertile me for the last year has absolutely, like I have a regular cycle. I don't have those hormone. Uh, my hormones are not out of control. Like I don't get zits around my period. I don't have PMS. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that it has helped as well. Um, some of our clients um, in the acupuncture clinic who are not trying to conceive, they also take it and it actually gives them energy. Okay. It makes their skin glow. Their hair doesn't. You know, hair. Their hair doesn't fall out anymore. So there are a lot of other benefits. Because um, you can take CoQ10 no matter. Yeah, whether or not you're trying to get pregnant or not,
1: right? And how how do we get it? Where do we purchase that?
2: Well, you can go to twoelephants.com and okay. uh, you uh, and then you can read more about our products, there our philosophy. But it's two elephants with a two and elephant okay. with an
1: F. Okay. Okay. The number two and an Correct. F for the elephant. Okay. Yes. Perfect. And so tell us a little bit about everything else that you do. I know there's more to it than your, than your supplements. So what else can you tell us?
2: Wow. Yeah. So I kind of fell into, it's a funny story because I didn't graduate from school and was like, I'm going to help women get pregnant because, you know, personally at the time I graduated, I don't, I didn't have a boyfriend. I wasn't thinking babies. All I knew was I had PCOS, uh, it was some more controlled and more regulated with acupuncture and herbs and when i started my practice just you know looking back i'm like was that a sign from the universe because the first like three patients i ever walked through my door were all trying to get pregnant uh-huh. and i was like oh my god i don't know what to do <laughs> because i don't know how they're you know what they felt i don't know like um, cause I was personally told that I could probably not get pregnant due to the PCOS.
1: Oh, wow. But
2: yeah. So anyway, um, so I found success with them and very quickly and I'm like, okay, maybe this is just the sheer joy that they were experiencing. And I just felt like I was feeling that joy with them mm-hmm. and I loved it. So, uh, so I grew from there and we are the only fertility focused clinic here in Charlotte. Um, uh, oh yeah we we treat men as well like for fertility reasons and or Mm. you know like a friend like a patient's husband who has back pain or something like we'll we'll take them as a patient but we typically focus on women's health and because i also feel like we've been told ever since we're little girls that you know something happens is always our fault and or you know through this whole process i just see so many of my patients like they um, just feel so disempowered and they feel mm-hmm. just all this anxiety and, and depression and self-doubt. And so, you know, the more I got into it, the more it has turned into education to empower women. Um, so that's a huge part of what we do here, too, is that we're not just doing acupuncture. We're also um, now I'm on TikTok. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are on TikTok. but fun. Yeah, so just try trying to spread um, the message um, because this method that I developed from my experience, um, you know, it's kind of integrating Chinese medicine with what we know from a functional medicine side of things. Uh, So it's not like all just Chinese medicine and, oh, you know, if you don't believe in qi, then this won't work for you. But sort of like combining, um, it's bridging the gap between the two medicines. And I've definitely seen a lot of success with that too. And, and that's what I'm doing. I'm either online educating or I'm treating patients.
0: <laughs> I know like acupuncture is very, um, people are like, should I do it? Because you know, they do say it helps with fertility. Some doctors will say it doesn't matter either way, but, um, I like, what's your take on how it helps fertility? Why you would tell someone like why you would tell someone to recommend it to them for fertility? Yeah.
2: yeah. And, um, you know, I hear a lot from patients too. They're like, my doctor says, why not? It could help you relax. Um, yeah. and then they're like, do you think it'll help me with my AMH level or my egg quality? It's like, mm-hmm. yeah. And they're like, really? Cause he says it's only good for stress management. Uh-huh. I'm like, mm, no, that's not, that's incorrect. Um, so the reason why acupuncture works is because Chinese medicine acupuncture, we, we find the root causes. And through the very lengthy console, we discover your patterns. And your patterns are a group of symptoms that represent the root causes of everything that you're experiencing. You could be 80 years old, could be 15 years old. Uh, As long as we know what your patterns are, we know how to customize your treatments. So we select points depending on your pattern to resolve the root cause. Um, We know what diet recommendations to make. So a lot of a lot of what I do too is finding out people's patterns and then recommending certain foods that match the pattern, and um, and then we could, uh, you know, being being a fertility acupuncturist, I'm actually a fellow of ABORN, the American Board of Oriental Reproductive Medicine. So, uh, you know, I every year I get extra training, I take tests, mm-hmm. and so I'm a certified, board certified fertility acupuncturist too. Um, so. You know, we find out the root causes and then being a, a fellow of Aborn, I know because of my special training, then I can adjust my treatments depending on what you're going through. If you're an okay. IVF cycle, what do we have to take into consideration? Like you're suppressing, stimming, transferring, or if you're trying to conceive naturally, which phase of your menstrual cycle are you in so that we could adjust our treatment plans accordingly. So Long story short, acupuncture helps to boost your overall health because it's not like, yes, you'll get pregnant, but you're also going to sleep better. Your digestion's better. Your headaches went away. Mm -hmm. Your mood is better and you have more energy. So it's, people don't realize that, but it's to get to, to boost fertility. We are working on your underlying health. In order to boost your fertility. And that's why I think it works so well because every treatment is personalized. And of course, if I put needles over your ovaries, it's going to boost the blood flow too. So that's what I'll do a lot of times when people are specifically uh, stimulating for IVF cycle, I will, you know, just put some needles around the ovaries and the uterus to boost the blood flow.
0: Okay. Um, So I was seeing an acupuncturist and I actually moved recently. So he's pretty far away from me now. So I've kind of put it on hold, but he's not based around fertility. So would you say there's definitely a different technique? I mean, he would put them in my stomach and lower uterus area. um, Mm -hmm. But I don't feel like Like, do you think that there is a certain technique coming to you as opposed to a different acupuncturist or are they all pretty similar? Um, Mm -hmm. What's your take on that?
2: That's a good question. Every acupuncturist should be able to discover your pattern. Like that's that's across the board. um, And that's the minimum. So where Mm -hmm. the extra uh, training comes in handy is the fact that we're able to speak the language of a fertility doctor, an RE. You're able to understand that when somebody has low AMH or high FSH that could translate into the Chinese medicine pattern called yin deficiency. So Uh it's that. um, I think sometimes when you don't have that extra extensive training, um, you don't always think that way, Uh or you don't know that, Oh, this person's having an IUI today. That means that they triggered two days ago and um, the sperm was washed and and it wasn't where it needs to be, it's only 5 million, it needs to be 10 million, maybe Mm -hmm. we have to treat the husband too. So it's those little things that I think can make a huge difference. But um, if nobody around you does fertility specifically, and you just go to him for acupuncture, at the very minimum, your health is going to improve. Uh And when your health improves, your fertility will improve too. Um, But you know, I'm what I'm finding locally too, is like, they come to us and I'm like, Oh, did your other acupuncturist say anything about diet? And they're like, no, like, what do I do? I'm like, well, you're, you're eating too many salads. They're Mm -hmm. like, why? You know? So it's like that type of thing, um, where I think it could, could really make a difference.
1: That's so funny. You say that because I, gosh, I had gone to a, a, a Korean acupuncturist for the first time, years ago. And that was kind of the first thing he said, because I would have a a shrimp salad every day. He's like, first of all, too many salads. Second, don't eat as much fish, you know, like eat more for my type of body that I needed more red meat. And I really did feel so much more grounded and better when Mm -hmm. I was eating red meat. And I was thinking the whole time that it was bad for me. And he's like, it depends on the strength of your particular body. Yeah. And I was like shocked. And in, in turn, when I started eating that way, my body got to like its natural weight on its own. And mind you, I was like eating cheeseburgers and, <laughs> and french fries, you know, all the things I had been avoiding. So yeah. it's funny that you say that because it it really did change so much for me. And as well as going through the fertility um, acupuncturist, I remember being feeling so much more confident knowing what that he knew what was happening along the way, you know, as far as to your point, like the IUI coming up and the trigger shots and knowing what that meant and stuff. So, um, and of course, just feeling overall better in general.
2: Yeah. I I love that.
1: The strange thing is I haven't been back since I've had kids and Kelsey knows this. I'm going through some hormonal things now um, and just got back that my my estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone are all off. Um, and so now I'm like, of course, being a fertility health coach myself, and like, let's start with the, the supplements, right, that I know that can boost those and whatnot. But now I'm thinking maybe I should go see back to acupuncture and see how that can help the situation as well. For sure.
2: And also, um, I don't know if you, you took herbs from him. Uh, Chinese herbs are very
1: powerful, I could, did when I was trying to conceive. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And
2: again, like we just need to know your patterns and it has changed. Definitely. Um, and patterns change, but mm-hmm. he should be able to come up with the right patterns for you and then recommend again, like maybe now you could benefit from more fish.
1: Right. Um, right. Right.
2: So because back then sounded like you might be a little blood deficient and you needed that
1: mm-hmm. That's yeah, so fascinating to me. I love it. I love stories like that.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Are
0: there any like overall foods that you can say as a general kind of population would benefit from, you know, that you, you see consistently like, okay, this, this is a good food for you to eat. And this is a good food for you to avoid. Like, are there any common ones between people?
2: Yeah. The salad. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
2: Because in Chinese medicine too, like, you know, your um, digestive system could be overtaxed by eating excessive raw foods and drinking cold water and the american lifestyle and diet is very heavy on those things because right. they're convenient they're easy so you know in china it's not as big of a problem but here you see a lot of people have digestive issues and all they have to do is start drinking some bone broth right mm-hmm. like some warm things and. Start Stop doing the smoothies and juices and start eating a warm breakfast. And so not only is it taxing um, on your digestive system, what happens is everything in Chinese medicine is connected. So if your digestive system is overtaxed because it's trying to warm up the stuff that you just ate, then there's less to go around. And then you become more fatigued and then you Mm -hmm. become cold. Like your fingertips don't get the nourishment that they need. Um, So many people have cold hands and feet because it's, the chi, the energy, is not flowing to where it needs to go. Uh, so yeah, that's across the board. Like everybody should be drinking hot tea and room temperature water,
1: <laughs> even in the summer. Yeah. I know. I know. I feel like people always, whenever I get water out and ask for either no ice or if it's bottled water, do you happen to have any that's not cold? They look at me like, why wouldn't you want cold water? Yeah.
2: <laughs> My mother, she always like, can, can I have a cup of hot water? And the waitress or waiter would be like, like with tea? She's like, no, just hot water. And they're like, okay. <laughs> and they're like, weird lady. You know, she's very like old school Chinese. Yeah, so she's okay. like, yeah. Um, but yeah, so no raw or no cold foods. And then okay. also um, dairy. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Dairy is seen by the Chinese um, as something that's very phlegmy, very phlegm producing. Mm-hmm. So people who uh, have, because for us, there's two types of phlegms. There's the one type of phlegm that you see, like you cough and you see the phlegm coming out or like post nasal drip or you blow your nose and there's stuff coming out. But then there's another type of phlegm that's more dangerous because it's hidden. It's like not obvious. And those like show up as nodules, cysts. For women, it could be fibroids, endometriosis. Um, and that's what we consider to be caused by phlegm. So dairy is another food that's across the board, really good to avoid um, from a Chinese medicine perspective. Right.
0: That's good and so hard. <laughs> so
2: hard. I know. But so many people tell me they're like, I. this one friend was like, trying for two years. And then, then she's like, I hate to tell you this, but I cut out dairy and I started drinking warm water and I'm pregnant. (laughs) She was like, she didn't want to be like, you're right. You know, but, but that's all it took two months of just changing those two little things for her. And she was able to, to get pregnant.
1: Right. And the dairy actually changes the cervical mucus as well. Right. So we want to make sure that the surroglyphus yep. can carry the sperm. And if it's too thick, then the sperm can't get through as well exactly. as it should. So I think that's another point for people to remember that there's, and to Kelsey's point, it's so good to have like a good, you know, thing of cheese or whatever. But I guess everything in moderation, but especially yes. when you're trying to concentrate on trying to conceive, obviously those things do oh, matter. Yeah. So. I mean,
2: I'm like 80, 20. That's my formula for yeah. happiness. I'm sure you were too, um, yeah. you know, when you're trying to conceive and it's fine. Like, I think it's, people are shocked that I don't tell them to cut out coffee completely or right. I'm like, well, I mean, you're not drinking a pot a day, like just a cup of <laughs> day is fine. Or, you know, one cup of wine or one glass of wine here and there is no problem at all. Right. Um, and they're like, thank you. I'm like, of course, <laughs> because the stress of cutting it out is going to cause all this cheese stagnation and then your energy's not flowing. Uh,
1: that's that's exactly what I say. Yep. If it's going to end up causing you more stress, then that's yes. So I
2: Absolutely.
1: have a lot of clients that go through um, IVF transfers and whatever, and a lot of them do a acupuncture session right before and right after. And, and actually some used to do it in their clinics on, yeah. it's not as common anymore because of COVID, but what do you think, if somebody like, let's use Kelsey as an example, she, her transfer is coming up and her acupuncturist is not in her clinic, obviously, would it be beneficial for her to do it right? Like literally the morning of, and then go see him right after or the next day, what do you recommend for people? Sure. The protocol
2: that we used to use, like when I first started like 10 years ago, um, it required you to do the pre-transfer 25 minutes before, and then the post-transfer protocol 25 minutes after, but there's actually more studies being done that that's no no longer Mm. the requirement. You just need to get the treatments in between 24 to 48 hours for it to be effective. Uh And that's what, that was a huge relief because, um, long story short, I was able to go to the hospital and then I wasn't. So it was causing a lot of stress for my patients. Um, and then the study came out and I was like, thank God. Um, so we could just, uh, schedule treatments around that. So if you could get both of them on the same day, that's okay. If you do one before the day before and the one, you know, day after that is totally okay.
0: Um I have a lot I get a lot of questions about like I can only cuz you know IVF is so expensive already they're like I am either going to go before or I'm going to go after my transfer mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. which one do you suggest and I'm like oh god I don't know so if coming from you is there one yeah.
2: that like, had oh. to to be better so I do everything in my power to tell people you need both because they're two okay. different protocols okay. um, the pre-transfer okay. is a very different purpose uh, it it's a calming. It prepares the uterus, gives the uterus a last, you know, last minute boost uh, to prepare for the transfer. Post-transfer protocol, more calming, but it's effective at prevention of uh, uterine contractions and help with implantation. So they're both very important. Wow. And I hate yeah. to be like, there's one that's more than the other. Um, I honestly would just let people choose
1: I And mean, like, okay. which one. Right. That way really is like, you borrow the money if you need to, yeah, I was
0: yeah. going to sell something and make it happen
1: <laughs> I was like
2: I will uh, we can skip the treatment next week if this yeah and and most of the time people on um, but you know I do have the the patients who are just can only do one treatment and then I just give them the choice like which one is going to make you feel better um is it the one that prevents contraction or the one that's calming before you go into the to the treatment um so Anyway, I hope that helps a little bit.
0: <laughs> no, it does.
1: <laughs> so you also have a specific protocol and method that you use, right? Yep. So it's called Practically Fertile
2: Methodology. Um, and I, it took me a really long time to come up with this name because I wanted to, It, it just everything I came up with, I was like, eh, this sucks. No. <laughs> um, but then I was like, wait, I always tell people that they're almost there. Like every woman is just one cycle away from getting pregnant. So they're practically fertile. Like you're almost there. And then, um, because I'm much more, you know, I'm laid back. I'm always like 80, 20. Okay. Like I I don't push people into doing anything. Like you have to do this or you're not going to get pregnant that, um, I was like, okay, my method's pretty practical. It's, it's not, it doesn't require a lot of expensive supplements. It doesn't require a lot of expensive, Extreme lifestyle changes. I guess depends on what you consider (laughs) extreme because, you know, Mm -hmm. I sometimes I tell people to stop exercising, Mm -hmm. but they're exercising too much. So to them, that's extreme to Mm -hmm. go from working out every day an hour to twice a week walking, you know. Um, But it's all very doable. Um, It's all very pattern specific. So as long as we know your pattern, then we know what foods you had to eat. So I, you know, I give the people my online program, which um, I don't have that anymore, but before I would give them like a whole list of foods and recipes and things like that. Um, but the, the methodology basically um, helps you to, first of all, I have people reset. Like you're doing too many things, take a step back, think about why you're doing this. Uh, you don't need to be taking 20,000 things. You just need those three things to start with you're working out too much, don't work out, you're not working out, work out, you know? And then um, we work on what we call a fertile cycle, which it's probably another conversation, but um, I have these 10 parameters of of a, that I evaluate your menstrual cycle on. Cycle length, period flow, period color. And then, um, so it's like a tool for you to gauge your progress every month. And then, um, then you work on your diet lifestyle and everything else to get to that fertile cycle. So the, I always tell people it's the process of getting to that fertile cycle that helps you get pregnant. It's not really about getting a 10 out of 10. Like that's not the end goal. The end goal is to keep working on everything to go, to try to get to that perfect fertile cycle. Um, And the methodology like outlines exactly what you have to, what you eat and, you know, but it's very step-by-step. So it's like first step, cut out gluten. Don't do anything else. Cut out gluten. Mm-hmm. And then we do dairy and we do sugar and then we do um, eating according to your pattern and how to meal plan. So,
1: and how long do you think that generally, I mean, I know everybody's body is different, but if somebody is doing that protocol or your method, how long do you see them to conceive? Like what's the time frame usually? Yeah. I usually start seeing some type of change like
2: within a month or two and I don't mean pregnancy per se but like I mean some I'll get like feedback that as soon as they by month number two once they start eating with their pattern they have more cervical mucus now all of a sudden Mm -hmm. or their period is now five days instead of two or the flow is a little bit heavier so there are all these like little changes that happen along the way Mm -hmm. and um I don't always get somebody who's like Oh, I did your program for three weeks and I'm pregnant, you know, because the changes take, take time. Um, But, but there's always positive little positive changes. Right. Um, And that's always my philosophy too, is like, you just have to keep, you know, it's it's all these little things that you're doing on a daily basis. That's going to make a difference. There's not going to be like that one miracle sex position that helped you get (laughs) pregnant. (laughs) <laughs> or, you know, like that one miracle uh, herb that will help you, but it's all these little things that you're doing on a daily basis, all these little milestones that you're hitting, that's what's going to help you get pregnant and see results. Um, but, you know, typically by three to six months mark, I, I will see that their cycle is either more regular, um, um, like more fertile um,
1: right. if they're not
2: already pregnant.
1: That's great. So, yeah pretty exciting stuff. It is. It totally is. Because I think we, we kind of spin our wheels with so many other things and we don't really obviously have too much insight into the Chinese medicine, but there's clearly so much to, to learn from it and to benefit somebody who is, well, any woman, I would say, right. Again, because I'm the, on the other side of it, just to balance hormones yeah. and everything. As yeah. far as the Chinese medicine, like the supplements, not the supplements, but the um, the herbs, yeah. I remember I was given, I think, two different ones. I can't remember which they were. And it was like, I don't know, take seven of these and 12 of these or whatever yeah. it was a day. It seemed like a lot yeah. um, on top of what I was already taking. So if somebody, again, to Kelsey's point earlier, if they only could afford the acupuncture and not the the herbs, is it still going to be effective? Or are the herbs really that important for them to take them as well?
2: Yeah, um, the acupuncture will will help them definitely. And um, the reason we add in herbs is because they do sometimes expedite results, because they're working from the inside out. And it's very pattern specific. So you know, you're blood deficient, I will give you this blend, you're chi deficient, I give you this blend. So um, it it is a little bit more targeted um, than just taking like uh, omega three, for example. So like Chinese herbs are always, always given in the formulation. Uh, I do think that they help a lot because of, you know, you're absorbing them and it's working on the organs that it needs to get to because the thing about acupuncture is that you're when you're doing the treatment your body um say say i want, say your acupuncturist wants to influence the liver organ well the energy has to flow through the superficial channels and then uh, goes into the liver organ versus you could take the herbs that directly impacts the liver mm-hmm. i hope that makes sense um but yeah. when cost is a concern i absolutely would still just take acupuncture any day um or oh, I have some people that just prefer to do herbs as well, which, you know, I, if I had to pick, I would pick acupuncture for sure um, to, to, to do that Um just because I just feel like it's the whole process of acupuncture, sitting there, like laying there, relaxing and feeling your energy flow. There's something to be said about that. Definitely. But herbs actually are not, it's fairly inexpensive I, I think there's some people that jack up the prices because oh really you know yeah like we sell our herbal elixirs for like 22 bucks you know and it's um each acupuncture session is probably like a 100 like 85 to a 100 dollars mm-hmm. um so it is a little bit more but Anyway, I, I guess I'm just biased because I, I love herbs. <laughs> I, I
0: mean, if, if it can expedite anything, it's like, let's get the ball rolling and do this. Yeah, you know? yeah, Hopefully,
2: exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. Awesome. So but, where can people find you? Um, do you have a website, Instagram? Um, and then gosh, your TikTok? I
2: feel like I'm everywhere. Yeah,
0: I yeah tell I us. Like I'm, where?
2: Oh my gosh, how did I even get on TikTok? But I did. Um, <laughs> it. I don't dance around though. I do you know, occasionally, but yeah. So, uh, okay. Let me start with my podcast. So fertile me radio, yes. um, which I love to have you guys on too. And, um, And are you doing weekly episodes or monthly or? So I week? had it. Yeah. I had another ep- uh, podcast that I decided to come to shut down and start from scratch. Mm-hmm. And that was a tough business decision, but it was the, the right decision. So fertile me radio is our new podcast. And my website's AdrianWe.com. There's also okay. twoelephants.com for the products. And then okay. Instagram, it's Adrian.wee. Okay. And TikTok, don't laugh. Uh the Adrian We. <laughs> we all gotta
0: stay relevant somehow. So <laughs> I love it. Okay. But
1: yeah, that's well, I know I'm definitely gonna go to two elephants right now and Purchase some of that Fertile Me to see if it can help play, uh, yeah. my hair. Yeah. Right? Awesome. You see? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much, Dr. Wee. We really appreciate you being on and sharing all this really extremely helpful information. I wish we were closer to Charlotte so we could come yeah. get, lay down on your table. And I know. <laughs> session, right? Thank you so much. If you're ever in town, give me a call. together. <laughs> Thank you for having me on.
0: Yeah. Thank you.
2: Thank
1: you Have a good rest of your day. You too. Bye. Thanks for listening to the pretty little tribe podcast.
0: You can find us on Instagram at pretty little tribe. And if you related to this episode, take a screenshot and hashtag pretty little tribe, because we want to see those in our DMs. So then we can share them in our story too, and give you some love back.
1: Of course, if you have a topic idea or want to be on the podcast, email us at prettylittletribe at gmail.com.
0: Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review.
1: Thanks again for joining your tribe today, and we will see you next time.